Well, I have the privilege of presenting the vows to Pete. So, Pete, I'm going to have you come on up. For those of you not familiar with the process, when a pastoral vacancy becomes, uh, comes to one of our churches, the, the churches are to form a search committee, which uh, this church did. And with consultation from time to time with the Presbytery of the Midwest, um, the search committee, looking at different resumes, uh, settled on the associate pastor, Pete Scribner, and began to interview him and uh, undoubtedly pray uh, very fervently to see if Pete was to be the next pastor of this church. Uh, Once that happened, the uh, search committee would inform the ministerial committee, the proper reports would be made to the presbytery. A commission was formed, of which uh, many of these men are on the commission to install Pete as the pastor of of Calvary Presbyterian Church. That's a little bit of the history of how we have gotten to this point. Um, Pete, it's a great privilege to be able to present to you four questions. For those of you that may be new to our process, Pete has been previously ordained, so these are not the same questions that a a brand new uh, pastor being ordained for the first time would answer. So I have four questions for Pete, and then I have four questions for you, the congregation. Pete, are you now willing to take charge of this church, agreeable to your declaration when accepting their call? And do you, relying upon God for strength, promise to discharge to it the duties of a pastor? Have you been induced, as far as you know, your own heart to accept the office of pastor of this congregation out of love for God and a sincere desire to promote his glory and the gospel of his son in this place? Do you promise to continue to be zealous and faithful in promoting the truths of the gospel and the purity and peace of the church, whatever persecution or opposition may arise to you on that account? Will you seek to be faithful and diligent in the exercise of all your duties as a Christian and a minister of the gospel, whether personal or relative, private or public, and to endeavor by the grace of God to adorn the profession of the gospel in your manner of life and to walk with exemplary piety before the flock of which God has made you overseer. Okay, I have four questions for you, the congregation. Are you, the members of this congregation, ready to receive Pete Scribner as your pastor? Do you promise to submit to Pete Scribner in matters of spiritual discipline and to receive with humility and love the word of truth? Do you promise to support your pastor with your prayers and to give encouragement to his work and to assist him in every way as he seeks to instruct you in the things of the Lord and to lead you in the building of the kingdom of God in this place? Do you recommit yourselves to fulfill the terms of the call you have extended and to make provision for your pastor's needs that the name of Christ may be glorified? Okay, we're going to have Pete, if you want to come on up to right here. I think we're going to have you kneel, and then we have a prayer for Pete. 
and I'll have our commission go ahead and gather around Pete as well. Please pray with me. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us through so many dangers, toils, and snares to this joyous day and praise you for your patience, kindness, and loyal love. Please bless Pete, guide and protect him and his family, keeping him from discouragement, temptation, and exhaustion. Anoint his ministry with the unction of your Holy Spirit. Make us a praying congregation. May we always remember that you are the vine, we are the branches. Without you, we can do nothing. Never let us forget that we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit who unites us to the Lord Jesus, who even now is making intercession for us before the throne of grace. We pray that in our worship, fellowship, and service, it may be evident to any outsiders or unbelievers who enter that God is really among us. Above all, Father, make this church a joy to Jesus. May his beauty rest upon us as we seek the lost to win, and may they forget the channel, seeing only him, in whose name we pray, amen. By the authority of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church and the Midwest Presbytery, I declare that Pete Scribner has been ordained to the gospel ministry of the church and that he has been duly and properly installed as pastor of this congregation, agreeable to the word of God and the laws of this church. As such, he is entitled to be given support, encouragement, honor, and obedience in the Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a privilege to be here with all of you today. Pete, thank you for the invitation to come and be here as well. My name is Doug Graham, and I'm one of the pastors at the Knox Presbyterian Church in Harrison Township, Michigan. And um, by God's plan, I charge you today, Pete, with words that are very similar to what we've heard. We've heard a great word of Paul concerning, from God's word, concerning elders, and now uh, I want to read to you, uh, continued in the word of God, Peter's word concerning shepherds, and this is from 1 Peter chapter 5, and the charge to you this day. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's suffering, and one who will share in the glory to be revealed. It's interesting that Peter had many titles in this world, but here he takes the title of elder, and now here is the charge from 1 Peter chapter 5. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade Away, The command verb, Pete, that you are told here, as we heard from Acts as well today, is to be a shepherd to the flock that God has entrusted you 
uh, to be uh, to, to shepherd. The command verb is to be a shepherd. As a fellow pastor, one of the things I can tell you that there are many duties ascribed to you in being a pastor. There's a desire that you be a great CEO, a wonderful counselor, someone who is good at directing activities, one who is full of innovation. Sometimes you'll call it simply to just, just to put on the referee shirt and be a referee here at the church. But the Bible renews our minds and tells us that your chief and foremost call is to be a shepherd. You know, one of the blessings I've had in my life is uh, I've been tracking Pete Scribner's career for almost the past 20 years now. Is that right? We've been spending time together in St. Louis and Michigan, and it's a privilege to stand up with Pete, uh, not only today, uh, but in several times where you took vows. Uh, One was uh, probably the best career decision you ever made when you were married. What is it now, 18 and a half years ago? Privilege to stand up with you for that, where you took vows to be a shepherd to your family. And it's been a privilege now, I think this is the third time I've come up to Flint and been part of an installation for you. Maybe this is the one we're going to get right finally, Pete, to get your call straightened out here in Flint. But first to be an assistant pastor, then to be an associate pastor, and now to be pastor here in Flint. Uh, Pete, uh, you've been an assistant shepherd, you've been an associate shepherd. Now even more with exclamation points associated with, with it. Shepherd, the flock that is under your care, all to the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the chief and good shepherd. I had a lot of things to say. I got, looks like I have 10 minutes to, to go yet. Thank you, Kevin, for leaving me time on the clock there. And uh, Pete, I've written down several things uh, and never printed them up because uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to say. I, I, I'm going to pick up just very briefly on this theme of the shepherd. Uh, a church is very simple. There's not much to it. The only reason we have a lot of extra things to do is because we want to meet inside a warm building and that entails a lot of of uh, committees and a lot of other things but when we get right down to it we have it's just the sheep and the shepherd the sheep are leaderless without the shepherd and the shepherd has no fulfillment in life without the sheep so this is a very good marriage it's a good marriage because eight years ago we started looking for an assistant pastor, the session here did, and I chaired that, that search committee. And the Lord opened up the door. Pete came up here um, eight years ago in what, June, somewhere? Okay. July, somewhere. in, And, and he, came to, he came from the second murder capital of the world, of America, to the first, to Flint, Michigan. He also came from the uh, St. Louis Cardinals to the Detroit Tigers, and they happened to have that same year the World Series between the two. And Pete did not know how to, he didn't understand how to cheer. I, I know what, he, was, he was, was happy with the outcome, I should say. But, but it's, ever since Pete has been here, he has been in almost under trial by fire. And God was preparing you, preparing him, preparing the congregation for this day. And I'm sitting here and I'm getting choked up because I'm thinking the thing we thought in 19, or 2006 has now just happened. 
you are now the senior pastor here. I remember in 1944, and I was very, very, very young at the time. My parents were charter members here. I remember when they called Walter Taylor. I was not here, but I remember when they called, uh, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I remember they called Hal Polk, as do a total blank, their senior thing. Um, and, and now you're the third pastor in, what, 70 years, third senior pastor. And the wonderful thing about it is, is that after eight years, the congregation, knowing you and being around you and being ministered to by you, they called you. And the amazing thing is that after eight years and being around the congregation and ministering to them, you accepted the call. So, it, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing, you know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. I used to sit over here for a couple of decades. Nobody's in my seat right now, but... Uh, and, and enjoyed the fellowship in this wonderful place. And you continue it on. I, I know your first... Uh, Pete, Pete and I probably... I don't know how many scores and scores of time we've had lunch in those eight years. And... Uh, I've known Pete to be of just astounding high character. I, I, know, I knew, his, knew his dad. I didn't know him well, but the, the times that I had met his dad, I know where that strong character comes from. Uh, just uh, these are the right things to do. These are the things we're going to do. And that's what he's done here. And then through all the other trials and, and walking around the landmines that there were sometimes here, um, he, he's done it with great character, great Christian compassion, and always looking beyond, because of his belief in the sovereignty of God, always looking beyond that the, even these things were part of God's purpose. And it was. It was training this congregation, and it was training Pete to shepherd this congregation. So, so Christianity, or, or the church, is a very simple thing. It's a shepherd and some sheep, and you get them together, and I, I mentioned to Brother Rose over, I said, Kevin's taken all my material. <laughs> the, the, the 23rd Psalm, it, it's, it's down to that. And, and it's, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Did I leave out something there? I think I did. But it, it's, you're the under-shepherd. This is not your congregation. It's not my congregation, it's, it's the Lord's congregation, and you're the under-shepherd. And he has now placed you in charge officially, even though you've been doing this quite a while, officially you're now in charge of this congregation. And if I said anything to the congregation, love this man, and you have. I, I, I don't support him, uh, do all that you can do to make his ministry profitable, because that's profitable for you. And because one day now, officially, uh, Pete must answer for this congregation. He must give an account. And that's a very serious thing. And you can help him give that account, the book of Hebrews tells us, with joy. And I'm sure this is going to be a... Uh, it already is. I don't... He's already here. He's been here. He, he's proven himself among you. And now, officially, he's your senior pastor. So pray for him and support him and love him. And I, I know from all the personal times that we spend together that he's having a lot of fun and he's enjoying this. 
and um, your children have grown up. We've watched them grown in, well, they should, I guess, in eight years, shouldn't they? And, um, and, and you and your wife are, are such a blessing to not only this church, but to this community, and we thank God for you. That's all I have to say. Take care of this guy.